man getting bit by an alligator and he screams. Okay, quiet. Stay 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 quiet.
just this thing, this CG character that he played, and he didn't. He, in the beginning, he was saying he didn't want to play Kino Loy because he didn't want people connecting it to Snoke. Too bad we already did. There's a lot of connections, but there's almost none. But there's still a lot, and we're rolling with it. The only connection that matters matters, and there's enough to convince us. If you close your eyes, if it sounds like Snoke, it's got to be Snoke. If Ben Burt taught us anything, if it sounds like Snoke, it's Snoke. No joke. It's a Ben Burt theory, because it sounds good. It sounds right. It sounds true. So this week, we are continuing to listen to lines from Kinoloy's big dramatic speech from that episode of Andor, because it really kind of sounds like Snoke. So once again, listen along, close your eyes, don't think of Kinoloy, don't think of Andor, just think of giant Snoke sitting in a big throne chair being weird. So here we go. Here's the line. Snoketoberfest. All floors are cold. That's Snoketoberfest. Floors are cold. There's a chill in the air. The leaves are starting to change. You got some hot cider. You're walking around outside. And the floors are pretty cold. Where we live, you got to turn your heat on by now. If you haven't, you're, it's crazy because the floors are cold. You might be walking around bare feet. Floors are cold. You may have to turn the heat up. You, maybe you don't want to, but you have to. It's fall. Let's do something a little bit different this week, though. Let's combine a line from Supreme Leader Snoke into what we just heard. The floors are cold. Let's see how this all works out. This is some scientific stuff going on here. All floors are such spunk. You know, this is like when they do like forensic audio analysis to like see whose voice it is on the phone. And, you know, could they both be Snoke? Maybe. The Serpentor theory every week just gets richer and richer. It's kind of like Snoketoberfest might have went away. Dreams of Snoke might have just died out, but they didn't let that happen. They didn't want that to happen. Kinoloy came back. Kinoloy could have just been Kinoloy, but Kinoloy had to give a big speech with the Snoke voice. To just make sure that everyone knows that Snoketoberfest and Snoke are forever. Kino Loy stayed behind. We talked about this before, but it's like, just we got to all just really think about it. He stayed behind on the Narkina 5 prison. You know the Empire came down pretty hard. You saw it when Cassian was trying to escape. The Empire was like clamping down. He was probably still there. They didn't execute him. They just took his DNA Maybe they took him to Hemlock. Is Hemlock still out there? What's he up to? I don't know. Being evil. Maybe they tried to explode him by filling him with air. And he just kept stretching. And he just kept stretching. <laughs> and before you know it, he was giant. Except for like his face ripped open. And some air leaked out. He's like a giant Kinoloy balloon. It makes me think when I first saw The Force Awakens, I thought that that hologram was like actual size. I was like, this is crazy. It's like the jolly green giant. I was convinced for a long time, and I'm sure we've talked about it, of like that he was going to be really tiny. Yes. Right? And it was like he was a giant hologram, but in reality, he was really tiny. But the fact that, yeah, he still was pretty giant is is pretty crazy. He was, he was like biggie size, but... Not like how Force Awakens hologram size, but yeah, it's so crazy thinking back to the Force Awakens, where we had no idea that Snoke was a thing, and all of a sudden, like Kylo Ren and people are talking to this giant weird like hologram in the shadows, and it's like, what is this? It's like a, a shriveled up apple with a face on it, but it's a hologram and it's giant and it's sitting in a chair. It's, it's like the boss. It's like, what? what is this? Yeah. It's so crazy. And getting to see him in the flesh in uh, Last Jedi was crazy, too. Because we did, like, is he going to be tiny? Is he going to be giant? Is he going to be normal-sized? 
Why is he wearing a gold robe? It's so good. Why has he got pointy slippers on? Who are the purple spooky dudes? Still, yeah, still one of the the never-ending Star Wars mysteries. Yeah, where did the giant purple spooky dudes come from? And where where are their friends and family? They they couldn't have been the only two on Snoke's ship. There's got to be more out there somewhere. They just bailed. They bailed before Ray and Kylo came in. They were just like, mm, "This isn't gonna go well. We're out." They got in a purple spaceship and flew back to their purple planet. Snow couldn't have escaped anyway because they already stole the one giant-sized escape shuttle. Snowtoberfest. <laughs> There is nothing new under the sun, but under the small green fourth moon of Yavin, there is quite a different story. (laughs) Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present Star Wars. Luke Skywalker is on a daring mission to rescue a beautiful princess, and all he needs is a little help from his friends. Han Solo, space pirate, and Chewie, his giant Wookiee, C-3PO, human relations cyborg, and his counterpart R2-D2, and the mysterious Jedi Knight. Never before in the history of movies has so much time and technology been spent just for fun. Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Enough goofing around, everybody. Let's get down to serious stuff. Let's talk about Wilhelm screams. Like we said, we're just doing episodes one through six and that era. So no Clone Wars, no Rebels, no sequel trilogy, no exploring the the new Wilhelm scream yet. Blast Points 2027. We'll see you there when we do the follow-up finally on this episode. And there's lots of Star Wars podcasts and videos and stuff that have told you the history of the Wilhelm screen. We'll get into a little bit, but only Blast Points, which, if you didn't know you're listening to right now, is brave enough and ridiculous enough to judge each one, right? We we have a we have a scientific kind of like we we did with Snoketoberfest there way of analyzing and judging each of the Wilhelm screams that we're about to listen to. Well, and that's, yeah, that's really the, the Wilhelm scream on its own would be interesting and fascinating, but the, the way it's like forever linked with Ben Burt and just Ben Burt's general goofiness makes it that much more special because the actual sound was originally recorded in the ni- early 1950s uh, for a film called Distant Drums. And it was used for a guy being eaten by an alligator. But all of this kind of became a thing because as a child, Ben Burt would watch movies and would hear this familiar scream in multiple movies. He kept hearing it and he kept hearing it and he kept hearing it. And he wanted to know where it came from. I think it was when he was in college, he finally decided to ask Warner Brothers library because they have Warner Brothers had an audio library if they had the sound he thought it would be. Because in the movie, Distant Drums, there's a guy eaten by an alligator and he makes the scream. So Ben Burt asked Warner Brothers if they had the sound of a man being eaten by an alligator. <laughs> and apparently they did. And they sent him the sound. And that was the original recording of the Wilhelm scream. So you got to just think about that. You have this college kid named Ben Burt, who ever since he was a little kid, has been obsessed with this scream he heard in like these old 1950s movies. 
doesn't let it go and then requests the Warner Brothers sound library. Like, can you send me a screen of a guy getting eaten by an alligator? I remember it as a kid. And then they're like, hey, we found it. Here you go. Yeah, because this, uh, you know, coming from uh, Ben Burton Rinsler's Sound of Star Wars book, goes on to say at USC when uh, Bert was at university is when it became known as the Wilhelm scream and Ben and his friend Richard Anderson would put it in their films just for fun. And after college, they both got jobs uh, doing sound for films. And because of that in joke and love for that sound, that sound gradually got put in more and more newer films until it kind of just became the thing that it is today, which is it's in so many films and especially films that Ben Bird is associated with the star Wars films, the Indiana Jones films. And it has showed up in everything and anything you can think of like Simpsons episodes, theme park rides. It's in rise of the resistance. Just think about that, that how many times does that audio track on Rise of the Resistance play on both sides of the country every single day? That there's a Wilhelm scream happening hundreds of times every single day in Disney parks, which is amazing and crazy. The sound of a man eaten by an alligator just lives on and on. And the name Wilhelm, right, is from the character... That got eaten by the alligator, is that right? No, so the name Wilhelm is from a Western uh, from 1953 called The Charge at Feather River. Uh, One of the characters in the movie, a cavalry private named Wilhelm, gets an arrow in the leg and screams. Wilhelm! Yeah, I'll just fill my pipe! And that's one of the, according to Bert, that's one of the first films that was used in. So he was familiar with it from that film. So he he dubbed it the Wilhelm. Hardcore. Only Ben Burt. Only Ben Burt. Well, and and just adding to the to the magic uh, in the last what just in the last year, a very very cleaned up, retransferred version of the original clip has ended up online of the, of the whole little recording session. It's about what, like 40 seconds, 20 seconds of them recording a bunch of different takes of the man being eaten by an alligator, including the uh, iconic bit that, that became the, the official Wilhelm scream. So like we said, we're going to listen to the star Wars Wilhelm screams from episode four, five, six, one, two, three, and we're going to be rating each one. How can we let our listeners know about our judging system for for rating these Wilhelms? Well, we're going to talk about the complexity, the finish, the quality of the Wilhelm scream. The quality of a Wilhelm is usually indicated by how long the flavor lasts in your ears. It's called the finish. A Wilhelm's complexity can also help you determine its age and quality level. Older Wilhelms and higher quality Wilhelms tend to have more layers to their flavor. So we're going to get deep with the flavor profile and the complexity of a Wilhelm. And that was from the masterclass thing about how to how to judge a glass of wine. Because a Wilhelm scream is like a fine wine. And I don't even really like wine. But I imagine people that really love wine and can talk deep about wine, it's the same way we feel about Wilhelm screams. Well, and a scream is a, is kind of like a wine. Hey, yeah. that's Quit your whining. Quit your screaming. It's all the same. Unless you're Wilhelm screaming, then keep it going. Turn it up. Only screaming I want to hear is some Wilhelm screaming. So why don't we start at the beginning? Why don't we start at Star Wars Episode 4, a.k.a. Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. That is the scene. If you didn't know, that's the scene where Luke and Leia are about to 
across the chasm in the Death Star. It, it's a it's a fine introduction. I wouldn't say that the finish that it lasts very long in my ears. It's it's classic. It's it's very pure, but it's it's brief. Well, it's hard too because this is, in a way, at least as far as Star Wars goes, this is you know the original Wilhelm. So in a way, it's hard to to judge it on its own. But it is kind of, it's blended well with the other sounds. You know, it's not too loud. It's not too quiet. So it's kind of, you know, there's a complex note to it where there's just a little bit of everything all mixed together. So it's a good, it's a good baseline to, to judge the other ones against since it's kind of like, you know, this is like the, the first, the first glass of Wilhelm you poured into your ears. I want to listen to it again. Let's 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 roll that let's roll that clip again here. I think what adds kind of to the complexity of this one is there's a lot of sound there's a lot of laser blast sounds going on. And the Wilhelm scream almost blends in with the soundscape and you have William, you have John Williams music playing and there's, there's a lot competing with the Wilhelm scream in this scene is I, I think that's what I was trying to say with, with the first description. It's blended in very well. It's a nice blend. Mm-hmm. It's not drawing attention to itself, but it's there. It's clear. It's clearly there, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blended effect. It's almost like it wasn't a thing yet. So it was like more, just another ingredient. It wasn't the star of the show yet. Well, our next one is from the era, not from a film, but is from the holiday special, which, yes, of course, there was a Wilhelm scream in the holiday special. Yeah, because that's just more Star Wars. It's all the same stuff. It's it's a real Star Wars thing. It has a Wilhelm in it. And this is from the the scene that we've called many times the Han Solo fake out where Han is out on the balcony the side of the Chewbacca household and he fakes out a stormtrooper. You all have seen the holiday special hundreds of times. You know what we're talking about. So, here we go. <laughs> Okay, what are your thoughts? Uh, much like the holiday special itself, it's a much more bold, in-your-face take on the Wilhelm. And it's there's more punch to it and a little more in-your-face. But it's still a nice blend. Well, yeah, because again, we've got, we've got a lot going on here. We've got music. We've got the sound of the Stormtrooper going through the clearly horribly put together wood on the side of Chewie's house. You got Lumpy hooting and hollering over there, getting freaked out, getting nervous that his buddy Han is going to fall. But I feel it's, yeah, it's like you said, it's a bit more bold. It's a bit more pronounced. It's flavor is richer. Perhaps it's got maybe a, a more confident note to it. But what's interesting is even though it's kind of bolder, Relative to Lumpy's screech, it still kind of feels a little more mellow. Like it's not the most intense sound in that scene. It's not drawing attention to itself. Let's listen to it one more time. Let's do this. I don't. It's bold, like you said. It's bolder. It's more pronounced. It's got a bold flavor. It's 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 bigger than what we heard in the '77 film. And there's you know there's little hints of of, of woodiness and charcoal with the the sound of the wood cracking. It's got an earthy, natural hint to it. So this was '78, and now one year later we have The Empire Strikes Back. 
which you know we we've talked about the you know the sound mix the the advancements from Star Wars to Empire in terms of what Ben Burt was doing technology wise huge advancements in the Empire Strikes Back. Let's uh let's listen to the first cuz with Empire we've got two Wilhelm screams. Let's listen to the first one from that movie called The Empire Strikes Back. Yes, Lord Vader. That's pretty interesting because the Star Wars one and the holiday special one, it's the more high-pitched Wilhelm. This one with the rebel trooper underneath that deflector dish thing, when he gets hit by that Adat blaster, that's the, <laughs> it's a, it's a Wilhelm, but it's not the same Wilhelm as the more high pitched one. Yeah. Cause it's hard to tell. Maybe the other ones blended in there even quieter, but yeah, this it's interesting too, that it's much like the film that it's in. It's more subdued. It's more classy. It's more elegant. It's more, it's like a more refined take on the Wilhelm compared to A New Hope, where it's a little more playful, a little more of a gag. But in Empire, it's like, it's kind of, it's taken very seriously. When I wonder too, because it, when you go back, like at the start of this episode, there was the, the, the raw, the original recording of the actor getting doing the the sound of someone getting eaten by an alligator. And there's all those different takes. And one of those takes is this version of the Wilhelm, the kind of lower register one. And I, um, well, we'll see how this plays out with the rest of this episode with us judging these screams. But I wonder if Ben Burt being Ben Burt was like, well, the other two times I've used it, it's for a stormtrooper. I don't want to confuse the audience and use the stormtrooper yell for a rebel trooper. Interesting. Interesting. Right? Because that's the that's the other take. It's still a Wilhelm scream, but it's another take. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, that's a good point. We'll have to see uh as we go forward if uh if there's any sort of rules or uh logic to that in any of the other ones. Cause now let's let's check out the the second Wilhelm scream from nineteen eighties The Empire Strikes Back. Let's see what happens in this one. Yeah, the more high-pitched Wilhelm. Which that one also, that there's a there's famously a lot going on in the carbon freezing chamber set. Yeah, and what you were saying earlier makes a lot of sense that because there's two in this film, too, that it it kind of makes sense to to use the two different takes because yeah, kind of we're back to the original one with this. Yeah, and it's still kind of you know more refined, more classy take on it, even with the other more outrageous clip kind of fitting in with the with the feel of Empire Strikes Back all around. Like you know, we're taking things a little more serious this time. We bought a more expensive bottle of Wilhelm Scream. It's a more subtle flavor. It's not as bold of a flavor as, let's say, the holiday special. It's not the introduction that was the 77 film. Dare I say The Empire Strikes Back, kind of like Star Wars, the Wilhelm Scream is getting more complex in its flavors and its levels it's it's mixed more complex it the finish it does last both of these the both ones we listen to the hoth one and the carbon freezing one they last longer in your ears than i would say the 77 film and the holiday special well after a new hope you kind of you got used to the flavor of the wilhelm and you got into it and by empire you're like you're an old pro it's been you've been listening to that for three years and you have a more refined palate and the empire Wilhelm kind of rewards that refined palate with a more interesting take on the same sound. It's neat to think about too, how the Wilhelm is almost reflecting the films and the, the evolution of the films too. 
Empire is a bit more refined of a film than A New Hope. Certainly the holiday special in, in all of its wonderful, bizarre glory. Empire, Empire is a bit more complex. And so are the Wilhelms. It's got the movie has more depth. The Wilhelm the Wilhelm has more depth. Well, let's let's move on because now now we've done Star Wars Holiday Special Empire. Let's move on to that little movie maybe you've heard of, Return of the Jedi. And there's we got a lot we got a lot to talk about in the the R O T J. Let's go with our first one. We're going to the Sarlacc Pit, a place we go to often. Let's listen to the first one from. The Return of the Jedi. Okay, so what we got a weak way getting hit by Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and falling into the Sarlacc pit. We're back to the the high pitched Wilhelm. Is that because the weak weak way is like a bad dude? It may be, and and much like Return of the Jedi, it is big and bold and in your face and not taking prisoners and not caring about anything, but just being outrageous. And the Wilhelm is the same. It's loud. It's almost not mixed with any other sounds. It's like a new hope is like a $10 bottle of Wilhelm empire strikes back. It might be like an $80 bottle of Wilhelm. But Return of the Return of the Jedi is like Wilhelm Cooler, five dollars in a plastic two liter bottle because you just want to chug it. You know, listening to this, that we love Return of the Jedi with like an obsessive passion, and I and I mean this in the highest possible way. Yeah, this Wilhelm is like a bottle of Boone's Farm because Return of the Jedi just wants to party. <laughs> it's not. Listen, it's not here. Well, I well, Return of the Jedi does want to party, but uh, it is Return of the Jedi too. It's Return of the Jedi. You start out partying, and by the end of the night, you're talking the deepest deep stuff because you're wasted. <laughs> so let's let's listen to that one again, though, just because it's 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 because because it's Return of the Jedi. <laughs> is that our? loudest and proudest Wilhelm we've gotten yet? Is that the boldest flavor we've gotten yet? Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's no subtlety in that bottle. It's just rocket, rocket fuel. It's jet fuel. I would agree with that. Or Return of the Jedi's on the night train. Well, that's not even our only Wilhelm during the sail barge sequence. We've got another one. So here we go. Return of the Jedi, Wilhelm Scream number two. much more subtle yeah this one's almost like it's like the aftertaste in your mouth from the first one like i drank this wilhelm 10 minutes ago and i can still taste it it's and it's it's wild too because it's i think it's that same wilhelm it's that high-pitched one i think no i think so too and it's with the whole sail barge sequence is what like seven eight minutes long or something like that this isn't too long after the first one. Or you're getting hit with it again. But that, hey, that's also, that's Return of the Jedi. It's a Wilhelm party. And the whole sail barge sequence is kind of like the ultimate Wilhelm party. Because, yeah, you get two. <laughs> one isn't enough. We're going to give you two. We're going to double everything up. Return of the Jedi maybe doesn't know how to slow down. That's not its style. Take away Return of the Jedi's keys, because it's it's not going to stop. It's just going to steamroll over everybody. Now, our next Wilhelm from Return of the Jedi, our third Return of the Jedi Wilhelm, this one is extremely unique, right? Yeah, this one is extra special, because this is like Ben Burt making moonshine, because this is Ben Burt doing his own Wilhelm. From his famous cameo in the Imperial Bunker, when Han Solo throws the the like bag of charges or whatever at the the Ben Burt trooper, here we you know the scene. I don't need to explain it. Let's listen to it. Here we go. Great. 
it's clearly yeah like a homebrew but it's it's ben burt doing a pretty good impression of the wilhelm scream yeah because it's got all of the of the flavor all of the complexity all of the the earthy notes the fruity notes of the best wilhelms but it's a little different than what you're used to i want to hear it again let's listen to it one more time great yeah, it's like a it's like a craft brewed version of the Wilhelm by a by a Wilhelm master master brewer. You know what's crazy too? Out of the five million times I've watched Return of the Jedi, I've always like, oh, cool, that's Ben Burt. But I've never thought when he falls backwards over that thing that he's doing his own version of the Wilhelm. And it's got just a like a real real sweetness to it too, because it kind of ends with the, like a little bit of like a squeak. Like a high pitched squeak. It's very good. It's like the, if anyone can improve on the old masters, it's Ben Burt. So, 1997, of course, saw the release of the Star Wars special editions. And in the end of Return of the Jedi, it was literally the biggest deal in the world that we were seeing at that time, Coruscant from the yet-to-be-released prequel film, and people were losing their minds. But, of course, Ben Burt being Ben Burt, he snuck another Wilhelm scream into the ending of the Return of the Jedi special edition. Return of the Jedi only had three Wilhelms, and Return of the Jedi needed at least twice as many as Empire. So let's listen to the special edition Coruscant Wilhelm. That's that's a more complex flavor of Wilhelm. It's almost like a uh, like a Wilhelm punch. Like a there's just a bunch of sounds and flavors in there, and there's just a little bit of Wilhelm in there to kind of take it take it to the next level. But it's still it's noticeable, but it's not overpowering, and it's kind of nice. Coming at the very end, kind of reminding you where it all began in that original film with a Wilhelm. Because there is a stormtrooper getting getting tossed around, right? So it's like just it tastes it tastes like home. It's taking it all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. And it, it, it's almost kind of similar to that that nineteen seventy-seven original Wilhelm too, with you know, a bit more of a subtle flavor. But let's fast forward now to episode one. The Phantom Menace, where kind of like Return of the Jedi, we have two Wilhelms very close back to back. Well, it's the old Phantom Menace's uh, twin twin brother is uh, Return of the Jedi, so kind of fits. Yeah, let's check it out. Okay, so there's our first one. And first off, side note, I love this scene. I love the Phantom Menace so much. Well, I think I need to listen to this one again. There's a lot going on. Here we go. Let's do it again. So this one's interesting because it's it's is pretty bold and and not as subtle, but in the context of all the insanity going on in this scene with the sound and the visuals, it doesn't seem as in your face as it actually is. It's like if you eat a really spicy, flavorful meal and you kind of have to have a big, bold, spicy, flavorful drink to go with it. And neither of them, they kind of balance each other out to when it doesn't seem that intense on either side and that's kind of like here with phantom menace like that's that's a serious wilhelm but it just fits in with everything else yeah it's like a like a food and wine pairing where the the food is all the action going on here in the the feed hanger and the the companion is the the wilhelm and but it, it they flow together nicely very very nicely they they complement each other is I think what people say. But it's Phantom Menace, just like Return of the Jedi, and just once is not enough for the Phantom Menace. You, nobody could watch that movie just once. 
we've got another Wilhelm in there. Let's 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 listen for that. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Not only is that just like like 10 seconds later after our last clip, that's the high-pitched one. So my theory might be out the window here on Phantom Menace. Is that the same high-pitched one or is it a different high-pitched one? Oh my goodness. Yeah, you you might have a point. Let's let's listen to it again. Here we go. <laughs> No, you're, you're, it might be the it might be the classic one. I think that's the high pitched one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the classic the classic high pitched one. But it's interesting the way it's used because it's almost everything about it is almost identical to the previous one. The visuals, the 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 way it's mixed into the to the sounds, it's interesting because they're and they're only like ten seconds apart. But it's the two different screams. So, and yeah, and again, I guess it is. It's very similar to Jedi, where there's two almost back to back. But in Jedi, they I think they were the, it was the same one twice. And this one, it's the two versions, uh, but the same kind of effect that it's just at that point you're just chugging you're chugging Wilhelm's one after another. You got one in each hand, double fisting your Wilhelm's in Phantom Menace. That's hey, that's the Phantom Menace. That's how you gotta. That's how you got to go into that whole motion picture experience. You scream, I scream, we all scream for Wilhelm scream when it's Phantom Menace. But again, it's bold, just like the Phantom Menace. It's, it's, it's clear. It's very clear. It's a clear flavor. It's a clear Wilhelm in both cases. It's not heavy flavor mixed with notes of other things like we got, like say, for example, in The Empire Strikes Back or the special edition ending of Return of the Jedi. Very crisp, very bright. So speaking of crisp and bright, let's move on to episode two, Attack of the Clones. We've only got one. Dear listeners, can you guess where it is? Let's play the clip. Here we go. I guess I was wrong. There was no danger at all. Okay, interesting. We're back to the good guy, Wilhelm. Yeah, we're back to the good guy one, and this one is another kind of. It's not quite as as classy as uh, as Empires, but it's a little more subdued, a little more blended in with the with the the other flavors of the sound. It's almost the most like it feels is the most integrated to the rest of the sound to me, where you almost don't catch it in this one yeah not as bold not as not as crisp not as in your face with flavor and sound and experience as we heard in the phantom menace but that's kind of you know attack of the clones it's similar to again with attack of the clones where attack of the clones is it's it's a more unexpected take than the Phantom Menace, where Phantom Menace was a very much unexpected take, but Attack of the Clones even more so. And again, the Wilhelm screams reflect the films. Yeah, not many films open with a huge explosion, and that's one of the like most chill parts of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is before it gets really wild and crazy. See, I thought you were going to say not many films open up with an upside-down spaceship. Well, that, that, yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm surprised the Wilhelm scream isn't played backwards in Attack of the Clones. Traitor. Oh no, my friend. This is a mistake, a terrible mistake. They've gone too far. This is madness. Okay, so let's move on to Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars Episode 3. As far as we know, it only appears once, according to Rinsler and Ben Burtt's wonderful The Sounds of Star Wars book, which we already mentioned. And if you don't have it, what are you doing? You should get yourself a copy of it because it's absolutely essential. But there is a chapter in that book all about the Wilhelm screen, and this is the only one that they talk about. So let's play the clip from Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) 
Okay, so you got the bad guy scream. Well, I like in Revenge of the Sith, it's almost like a hint, right? Like, it looks like a stormtrooper, so we're going to do the bad guy Wilhelm, but in this movie, they're the good guys, but you know the Wilhelm screams don't lie, that they're going to be bad guys. For all those implications, it's a very, very complex take on the Wilhelm. And again, somehow perfectly mirroring Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. In tone, in complexity, in secrets about to be revealed. Things that are right in front of you aren't what you thought they would be. So we've explored all the Wilhelm screams of the first six films and the holiday special. What have we taken away? What, what, what's, what's our overarching thesis here as we've explored the many flavors of the Wilhelm? That's one of them that just because they're all the Wilhelm doesn't mean they're all just the Wilhelm. That there is variety and variation and meaning and depth and different flavors based on what you pair the Wilhelm with and how it's prepared. That the Wilhelm is is a trick, a one trick that's more than the one trick you think it is. By itself, it can be beautiful, but incorporated with other flavors, the way it works in story, it enhances the flavor of each Wilhelm. Sometimes you just want a little sip. Sometimes you want the whole bottle. Sometimes you get a box of Wilhelm and things get out of control. Have your friends over, have your family over. It is Wilhelm night and we are going to scream. Sometimes you get a six-pack of Bartles and James. What even <laughs> was that? Was trouble. Oh, yeah. Get a couple two liters of Wilhelm and wake up in another state. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened to us. But, but it could. So you got to respect the Wilhelm. I did Star Wars, it was the very beginning of my career, and I had a lot to learn. In fact, I knew very little, and so everything I did at that time was going down a new road to some extent. And just completing the film was a major goal and, and a source of a great deal of, of energy and stress and so on. When it came time to work on Empire, uh, I felt, based on the experience that I had had on Star Wars, the experience I had gotten, the feedback I had gotten, the, I had learned from, you know, you make mistakes and you look at the things that are wrong with one film and you say, well, now next time I'm going to learn, I'll do better. Uh, we had very high expectations for Empire. And, uh, and so, stylistically, I wasn't attempting to do something really different, but I was attempting to do the same thing on a much grander scale. These last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise.
after you get done listening to this episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you should go over there and write something nice about Blast Points so more people can find this show when they're looking for a Star Wars podcast. We've had a bunch of new reviews on Apple Podcasts recently, so thank you to everyone that's written such, such kind words about the show. We really appreciate it. And yeah, and if you listen on Spotify, you just leave a five-star little thing there, too, and it'll help more people over there, too. And check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, and make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're part of our Super Chill group. And we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, where in the near future... We're gonna get back to getting getting on with stuff. We've got we gotta finish our Mandalorian season three commentaries. We do, don't we? <laughs> we we got like a couple episodes into the season, and I think we're on the Doctor Pershing episode is where we gotta pick back up. So that'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm excited to get back to those. We're gonna pick a day, and we're gonna tackle that we're gonna start to get back on the ball with that and yeah we've been releasing um some episodes early for folks and so yeah each and every person listening to this that is a member of the blast points army thank you so very very much for your support but that wraps up 378 the journal of the wilhelm screams I don't know. I can't wait to keep going. <laughs> the sequel trilogy. We never did the Wilhelms of Indiana Jones. Well, there's still time. Yeah, add that Add that to the list. <laughs> In Indie year 2029. The Temple of the Wilhelms. The Last Wilhelms. The Dial of Wilhelms. All of it. The Crystal Wilhelm. Oh, oh my. So, <laughs> yeah. On that note, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Alligator and he screams. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>